Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode five of What the F Am I Doing? Just kidding, we don't really talk like that. Guys, welcome to episode five, where we talk to our good friend Cassie May. She's amazing. She's gonna tell us all kinds of cool stuff. So stick around, check out the show, wait till the end, we have some very important instructions for you. And uh, yeah, love you lots. All right, you guys, well, let's get this show on the road. Uh, we are joined today uh, by Cassie May. Um, woo! 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 <laughs> All right. Uh, we're super glad that, that Cassie came in and kicked down the, uh, the the no girls allowed sign on the outside of the clubhouse because yeah. you are our very first non-dude guest. You can call me the first lady. You're the first Fine. lady. I'll take it. What That's the a, F am I doing it. first lady? Yeah. yeah. Boom. That's a wonderful title. Freaking fantastic. Epic first lady. Well, welcome. Um, so you, you're so many things. I'm so many things. You got, like, we, I hope we, you've carved out some time to tell us all the stuff that you do because we can't wait to hear. We, um, titles suck, right? Yeah. Like, but, but we need yeah, to kind of know what your right. title is because you got a bunch of them. I have a lot of titles. Yeah. It's so hard. Uh, so I'm cosmetologist by trade. Okay. During the day, or at least most of the time during the day, like three hours a week, 40 hours. Okay. But I'm a nutritionist, a health coach, and I'm a woman's confidence coach. I'm a yoga instructor. I'm not teaching right now, but I do teach yoga. And I have at gyms, yoga studios, uh, Roseburg School District, um, at Sunfield Elementary. So Yeah, I want to talk about that uh, later on, the, uh, the the yoga with kids. What did you call it? Was that a really cool Little name? yogis. Little, Little yogis. yogis. That's yeah. so great. Yeah. I joked earlier about the teacher thing because that to me really sucks. However, teaching yoga to children has been the most joy of my life. Yeah? Yeah. Well, shoot, let's talk about that. How did you get into teaching kids yoga? Started teaching my kids yoga at home. My son is 11 and he's very ADHD, like just all over the place, 24-7. His emotions are this roller coaster of teenage girl puberty, but all the time. Yeah. And I was like, how am I going to, I can't deal with this. He's getting in trouble at school. And I I had been doing yoga since I was 17. I was like, I think I'm going to try teaching him a little bit of mindfulness when he starts to feel overwhelmed, how to deal with these emotions. And it bloomed. All of a sudden, my kids were coming home from school um, our principal's teaching yoga. I was like, does your principal know yoga? <laughs> no. He asked us if you could come in. <laughs> that's awesome. How cool is that principal though? Like, yeah, that's, uh, yeah. that's pretty outside the box. Yeah. So, Mr. Schrader. He's, Mr. A, he's a badass. Big ups, Mr. Schrader. Shout yeah. out to Mr. Schrader. Right? Yeah. Very cool. All right. Life coach. Um, health coach. Yeah. Health coach. Alrighty. Let's talk about that. What's a, what's a health coach do? A health coach is someone that inspires and motivates people to want to be healthy, like the best version of themselves, health-wise. Right on. Um, Which has to do with so many things, though, because people always think health is like food. But really, it's like a nutritionist and a therapist in one, because nutrition and health also come from stress and life and family and relationships and there's so much that we take in to our body when we eat it that has to do with something completely different it's not about the food right it's not about the twinkie 
It's about the fight I was in with my husband 15 minutes ago. That's why I'm eating the box of Twinkies. People stress eating. Yeah. And things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Stress Twinkie. Stress Twinkie. <laughs> I always use Twinkie because it was my it was my go-to. Yeah? That was my go-to. So I always talk about the Twinkie because it was my... That was it. Delicious. Yeah. And also yeah. bad for you. But so bad for you. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't eat them. Whoever's listening. They're so good, but don't eat it. It's like a sugar-filled Nerf football. Yeah. But it's like <laughs> deep fried in like cow fat or something. It's crazy. You know, we talked about this off, off air, but, but I think that as a garbage eater, um, if I had eaten a Nerf football, I would definitely fry it in cow fat. <laughs> like, I wonder what this tastes like. Yeah. Deep fry I know it's going to be better if I fry it in something. <laughs> what's, what's it with people like deep frying anything? Because that's like, I've been there. Yeah. I, we did, uh, I was at a, at a party in Seattle at a friend's birthday party. And a guy brought a deep fryer. I like this and, party already. And you're going to yeah. eat my this, kind of party. <laughs> this, this might be a little cringy, even though Oreos are vegan. It's true. Yeah. They absolutely are. Um, so we deep fried Oreos. Like we're just going to... You know what? This wasn't bad enough. It wasn't artificial enough. Yeah. Let's fry it in oil. Let's yeah. Let's deep fry. It. I just and have to do it. There's there's like a fascination with deep frying things. I mean, that's a to counter it. We also deep fried habanero peppers. Sure. And then yeah. eat those, and that was, yeah. that was round of applause for the American way. Yeah. Deep fry stuff. This is yeah. like a state fair, but in somebody's house. Yeah. Pretty, yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> cool. Fortunately, I didn't go home and be like, man, I gotta get a deep fryer tomorrow. You know, because yeah. like, that's. I that a, was enough. Yeah. I feel sick, actually. I think I'm going to go to the bathroom. Yeah. I had yeah. A, it was a bit. hundred years ago, I had a friend that had that did the um, the Atkins diet. Mm -hmm. And this guy was a, he's a large man. Yeah. Big, big trucker. And uh, he, um, his parents got him a deep fryer for like a fry daddy. Oh, my for, God. For Christmas. Oh and he just ate nothing but fried food out of the fry daddy for like a month. <laughs> And yeah, it was it was miserable. It, <laughs> shockingly, God. the Atkins diet, as he did it, did not work for him. <laughs> yeah, people don't follow the rules. Like How? someone was like trying to tell me something about the keto diet the other day, and I was like, oh. "Oh, listen, as a certified nutritionist, you're doing it incorrectly." That's that's a a big one because it's huge. Yeah, I, I didn't know about. So this is this is from working at Dutch Bros actually. Mm -hmm. Okay, and like they started promoting like keto. Alternatives yeah. and stuff like that, like with a heavy whip and you know, yeah. to like replace your cream or whatever with that, you know. And um, and people would come in and like, I felt like it was like my responsibility to like educate them and you know for what what little knowledge I have of it, yeah. right? But like you know, I just started learning about it because I was serving it to people, you yeah. know. And uh, and people would come in and they would get the keto, they wanted that, but they want sweet stuff in it, you know. We can't do the sugar, yeah. And so like, oh, well, give me the sugar free stuff, right? And I'd be like, whoa, 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 hold your horses, okay? Because yeah. if you get like the, the sugar-free sauces, right, the, the yeah. caramels and stuff like that, there is so much carbs in that stuff. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. And they're just like, give me like five ounces of that in my, in my thing. And I'm like, hold on, hold on. Get a sugar-free syrup in your thing if you're really trying to, you know, if you really want to do this thing. Like, don't get anything sweet in it at all, honestly, if that's what you're really trying to do, right? But, um, but they just, they would come in and it'd be like, Whoa, 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 like you think you're getting like keto, but you're really not if you get this yeah. thing. And like somebody had to tell me eventually. And I was like, I was glad I was the person to tell him because it's kind of, it was like one of those, you know, one of the responsibilities as like a barista is to kind of like ask and educate the customer, you know, yeah, make sure, well, make sure they know what they're doing. At the salon, you know, I hear that all the time. Like, oh, I'm trying the keto day. I'm like, oh, great. What did you, how's it going? Hmm. Oh, it's going good. I had, I had some cheese for breakfast. 
Whoa, listen. Uh, I know the rules and what you read, but yeah. the reality is you shouldn't be eating cheese on the keto diet. Mm-mm. What's your overall opinion on the keto diet? I hate it. I think it's terrible. Yeah. It's kind of diametrically opposed to what you actually live, right? I mean. Well, yeah, because I because mine is a plant-based diet, right? Like that's my diet or my lifestyle. People use the word vegan and then people use the word plant-based, but plant-based wasn't a huge thing five years ago. That's not what it was. I wouldn't go around being like, oh, I'm plant-based. No. And then even then I'd be going around Rosebrook, oh, I'm a vegan. People would be like, what? What's you what get the hell that? out of here, Kami? What is that? <laughs> and then when you try to explain it, they were like, "Why would you do that?" It's like uh, lots of reasons, lots of reasons. Not enough time for that at the checkout here. So you don't even know what it is. I don't think I got the time to explain it to you. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it's just too, that's too much for your brain right now. There's, there's a lot of funny. If you go to the like east, uh, southeast, it, it's funny trying to be a vegetarian. Or a vegan yeah. over there because yeah. I remember walking into an Applebee's and asking for a veggie patty and or a veggie burger or whatever. And his what's that? Yeah. I'm like Bummer. uh what do you mean what's that? It's on your menu everywhere else but here. So it's like I'm like, I'll just get a salad. I get a massive salad covered in bacon bits. Yeah. 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 And I'm yeah. like yeah. as a former Applebee's employee, I can tell you that the salad is ECBC. Those eggs, cheese, bacon, croutons. That's not a vegetarian-friendly option. No, no, no. no. And not a lot of places are vegetarian. I mean, they are starting, especially here uh, in our area of living. They are getting more friendly. There are more options out there, but you do have to pay attention and read small handwriting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, small print down there. You got to read it. <laughs> yeah. Wait. As a as a former small restaurateur, I would say the trick there is probably to find places that are small and make their own stuff. Yeah. Right. So yeah, you absolutely. can actually just be like, Hey, look, I just need this or, you know, anybody, because most, most restaurants, and this is going to, this is the dirty little secret of most, I would say 90% of restaurants are, they all order things from the same four or five companies. Mm-hmm. Um, most everything that you get at most restaurants comes out of a box mm-hmm. and it really weren't put together. So yeah. if you're, you know, go find yourself a restaurant that does everything from scratch and yeah. you'll be good. Mm-hmm. Which is why I cook like 90% of our food. So it's just like, yeah, I have to. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I have to, I have to cook it because I can't, I can't, I can't even walk through somewhere without seeing this or that or going out to eat. Pretty much a nightmare, except for when I was in Arizona. When I was in Phoenix, Arizona, whoo, ate like a queen, never cooked one day. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the greatest thing ever. I heard you reference uh, a restaurant that you went to there. You, you yeah. Said, what was this place? True Kitchen. Yeah. Tell me all about it. It's called The True Kitchen. And it's not a vegan plant-based restaurant. <laughs> it is a farm to table. So they have chicken and they had fish. Right. But it was like, they were like really conscious about what they were doing. And so we went there because we were asking people, where can we get vegan food around here? Obviously, we're not cooking in our hotel room. Right. Mm-hmm. So they pointed us over in this direction. They pointed us to two other places too. One place was like green and it was called green and it was like go vegetarian green or something. It was really good too. A little small place, little shack in the corner. You never even would have known it was there. And the true kitchen place was amazing. As soon as you walked in the door, they had like plants everywhere, but it was so clean and organized and open kitchen. Like you could see everybody cooking. 
Mm-hmm. It looked like you walked into someone's house, but their kitchen stuff was like huge, like the whole house. It was amazing. Then we sat outside. You had like these like little birds coming up to you. You're like sitting there eating. There's like birds like right behind Sonia. I was like, there's a bird behind you. Like, <laughs> it's like a Disney movie. <laughs> it was great. Yeah, I'll totally go back there every time I'm in Phoenix, Scottsdale. And the same experience on the wharf in San Francisco. There was pig or yeah, pigeon seagulls. Yeah, they kept trying to steal my food. <laughs> oh yeah, not as romantic. <laughs> yeah, I was like, these were, these were so these were, these were, bird was so cute. We didn't know what it was because he looked so crazy. Actually, he looked like a pterodactyl that grew feathers, and we were oh, like, "This is the craziest looking bird." Yeah. Birds are dinosaurs. I get it wrong. Yeah, yeah, they are dinosaurs. But he just—he was so crazy looking, like really crazy. I was like, "What is this thing?" We're feeding it. Yeah. Every time the waitress would come out, she'd like shoo it away. Right. <laughs> we really kept feeding Ma'am, it. Please stop feeding the birds. Come back, bird. Come back. <laughs> um, I think, you know, I, I, for me, we talked about this a little bit, but. Your choice of how you eat, how you how you feed your body is almost a little bit like religion. Like you kind of got to find your way. Yeah. Um, because I don't, I really don't think any, that you can say that one thing is right for all of us. No, right? bio individual is everybody has their own their own path, their own way. Like a chiropractor. Yeah. Right? Maybe not for everybody. You got to kind of find your own your own one that cracks yeah. your back just right. Mm-hmm. Once you figure it out, like it's great. And and you know, I'm still looking for the first one. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm like, I would love to get my just get the shit cracked out of me. Like Yeah. I think about it a lot. Somebody yeah. manhandled me, would you? Yeah, just just pick me up and twist me and throw me around. <laughs> Wait, are throw we me all still about talking about I, I would like to introduce you to a, a website that I found called If it's Craigslist. a little romantic, it's fine. No, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Craigslist. There's some places on Craigslist I think that you need to explore. Yeah. It's in the like the bottom yeah. section. It's in the fine print. Yeah. Oh my God. It has three X's next yeah. to it. Yeah. Enter if you dare. So uh, do I dare? Are you eighteen and older? So how did how did you um, find your path? To, to being vegan like what was your what was your motivation if you had any did you kind of just find yeah, yourself there I was in the hospital all the time uh-huh 24 7 crying in pain puking it was terrible it was oh, 109 boy. pounds and just to put that in perspective I am 120 pounds right now so 10 pounds lighter than I am now which is crazy since I'm five I'm so tall I'm five seven and I'm so thin mm-hmm. I'm just naturally built that way but mm-hmm. 109 is pushing the you look like you're on drugs, bitch. Kind of look. Yeah. And people were, people were worried about me. People were saying things about me. Mm-hmm. So it was like, what do I do? Oh, we're gonna put you on all this medication. It's gonna be totally fine. And then that oh, didn't boy, work. I don't like and that. I was like, that did not work. I wanted to trust the system, and I and I did, and it failed me terribly. Mm-hmm. And so I decided. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do my own research. And then all this stuff about like the GI system kept coming up about veganism and mm-hmm. cleaning your system and all this stuff. And I was like, oh, I'm going to give this a try. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like started dabbling. It was a nightmare five years ago. <laughs> I didn't know anybody. I was crying at the fridge. Anthony's like, why are you crying? I'm hungry. I'm so hungry. <laughs> so that brings up a good point. Does the whole family... Join you in the you know in, in in this crusade? No, absolutely not. Yeah. No, my husband isn't eats meat. Yeah. He doesn't usually eat like hamburger or pork. 
I won't even allow it in the house, actually. Mm-hmm. Health reasons, the background that I have, I'm absolutely not letting this in. I'm not going to sit here and be like, yeah, I totally support it because I don't. I'm that wife when he's eating turkey. I'm like, gross, it's processed. You don't know what's in it. Mm-hmm. I'm that wife. And he's like, damn it. <laughs> I think that's, I mean, you mentioned the farm to table place. Yeah. Um, yeah, beautiful atmosphere. Right? My my grandma lived to be old. Yeah. Uh, all of her, you know, that that whole generation, right? The, the quote yeah. unquote greatest generation. Um, kind of the last generation to come up without processed anything. Yeah. Um, Farm to table kind of stuff. And they lived, to, some of them lived to be the oldest ages and are still alive. There's yeah. a lady 102, 106, all the time I see on the internet. Right. This lady's 102. I'm like, oh my God. My grandma ate butter with a spoon. Like just, but it was like straight up. Yeah. It was just. <laughs> but it was and like she had, real butter. They'd milk a cow. Yeah. And yeah. they would, you know, the, the cream rises to the top, literally, and, and they would use that for everything. And yeah. um, going yeah, to my great grandma's house to eat was just the best. Yeah. Um, but it was all farm raised natural stuff. Yeah. And, and so it was like. They weren't that, out there taking needles and like shoving antibiotics into that chicken or boosting right. it up. They weren't doing that. Yeah. They didn't have the <laughs> antibiotics, they didn't have the hormones in. It was just, this is how the chicken grew. This is the chicken we're going to eat kind yeah. of thing. I think that's the key. I mean, really, if you boil it down, you know, there that was just the way food was. Yeah. Um, and you didn't have that. people that with, you know, even you know, I'm, in, I'm in my 40s and the people that I grew up with that had I didn't know anybody that had a peanut allergy. I didn't know anybody yeah. that had, uh, you know, that was gluten intolerant. Yeah. Nobody. Yeah. Um, I knew one kid that, that really wasn't great with dairy, but he just knew he was going to have gas. Yeah. You know, like this, you know, they're like, oh. Every time tell me tell me his chocolate milk is gonna fart. But but that was it, right? And and I as we get further along the path of of more and more processed stuff, yeah, more and more people have uh have dietary problems. And I think Very that's I think that's kind issues. of the key. I mean, it might not be that it's, you know, whatever. You don't need to have a necessarily an ism. We just need to have clean food, whatever it is. Yeah, whatever. But yeah. then there are the argument of that is too is that there are seven billion people on this planet and and more more than that now but how are you going to provide all of that right farm food to mm-hmm. all of those millions of people and that's the issue is there's there's a problem of how we're handling that and there's still millions of people in the world that are going hungry including in america which is crazy to me right how can we have this country with everything and yeah, still have millions of people country. starving that, that actually kind of segues me perfectly into a question that i had um i'm kind of curious Nicely what, done. what you <laughs> thank you um what so my question specifically is is uh what do you think about um like the 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 new like plant based and we're throwing that plant based word around again because that's like impossible mm-hmm. burger beyond right, burger right, you know it's right. plant based plant based right? yeah um so t- like speaking on like uh, just artificial stuff like I know like those are even processed too maybe oh, just crazy as much processed yeah just the impossible burger is terrible for you yeah it's um, terrible for you but pretty tasty it tastes amazing <laughs> we, they are, obviously they are tasty, we yeah. have to you know me and my husband we do this thing as soon as Carl Jr. came out with the Beyond Meat burger there we were like we have to try it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as soon as the impossible burger came out, I was like, we have to try it. Like we have to, mm-hmm. you know, we want to support the idea behind it. It's really the cool. idea behind it, but it's yeah. no healthier 
Yeah, but it, but it's an alternative, you know. I mean, like it, like getting a yeah. like, would you rather get a fast food burger or would you rather at least have an option to get one that doesn't have meat in it? You know? Yeah, like, that's, I mean, that's absolutely right. That's cool. Options are good. Uh, like the question I had was like, do you think that um, do you, do you think that those products are like just good for us or they're good for uh, the environment at all? Like, and kind of the whole like if we were all to you know switch to this healthy food thing, you know, and, and all this crazy stuff that happens like to cows and chickens and stuff like that, you know, if like we were trying to trying to keep up with the population and stuff like that, do you think that like that movement would eventually catch up? I guess yeah. that's my question. Yeah. Yeah. I think that it's definitely in a turning point now. Mm-hmm. I mean, five years ago, I was like, oh my God, I'm so alone in this. And then all of a sudden, five years later, it's like you got the blue zone, you got UC Veg and Dr. Ross started, you know, this whole thing with UC Veg. And now he's not here in Roseburg with us anymore. But it was crazy to see in five years how much it's grown. Mm -hmm. It's blown my mind. Yeah. And it's not always about, is it healthy? For me, that's always the question. For me, it's always... Am I going to feel this tomorrow? Am I going to feel groggy? Because the reality is I want to wake up in beast fucking mode. Oof. Like I wake up beast mode. Yeah. Coffee, dance moves. I'm ready to go. Let's do this. <sighs> I wish Where I had that gusto. <laughs> if I eat the impossible burger, even though it isn't me, mm-hmm. I feel that the next day because it's so processed. The sure. bun isn't good for you when you eat that processed bun from Burger King. I don't even know where that came from. Mm-hmm. I don't even yeah. know what's really in it. I can't even read the package. Yeah. Excuse me, can I read the ingredients on here? Yeah. No, bitch, go sit down and eat your hamburger. <laughs> so no, I no, I don't think that it's I don't think that's healthy, but I do think that the movement is coming. Mm-hmm. And I hope that we can get smarter on what we're doing and how we're doing it. Yeah. And I believe that a huge thing for lots of cities and lots of places should be gardens. I think they should have gardens. I think we should start putting money into gardens. Detroit is doing this crazy thing and has been for the last few years now. They have such a big community garden and mm-hmm. they've taken houses that are ran down in garbage and they've painted them with beautiful colors on the outside and you can walk in and you just get what you need. It's amazing that's amazing that's really cool can't we do that here this is oregon it is green state why aren't we doing it here yeah well isn't elon musk's brother doing something in the agricultural area like building shipping containers for gardens that vertically stack as opposed to so it takes up less space yeah and so (laughs) the idea is i've heard some Crazy stuff here, there. So I don't have all the details about it, but there is something like that. And me and my husband also looked into our own gardening, into doing stuff like that, not with the containers, but in a greenhouse. Mm-hmm. I want to build an 800 foot greenhouse and make just a magnificent garden. And so, well, when that time comes, it's going to be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be sad. Of the stacking, of the stacking. Yeah, how he's saying stack it. So there's, I do not know all of the details because it's really not my area of expertise as far as this water thing goes, but it's pretty much the plant is grown out of like the pipe and then the water runs through. And my husband's 
I've seen this as well. I know you're talking about hydroponics. Is yeah, aquaponics. Yeah. yeah. And so my husband, though, he he loves water. He knows how it works. I know how plants grow. He knows how water works. Boom. What can we do? <laughs> so yeah. Let's see how things go. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, and, and the shipping container thing is real. First off, let's back up one second. Elon Musk has a brother. Yeah. I think I he didn't know about that. I thought he was like an alien deposited down here. <laughs> <laughs> no. So I don't really know a lot about it. I just know he, I think he lives in Texas and he wears a big old Texan hat. I, that's the only thing I've wow. seen. So like, so that, complete opposite. Of I think he's just as smart. He just his path instead of technology and and like cars and you know spaceships right. and things, he went the agricultural way. I was I got sucked into a rabbit hole this morning. I was trying to get ready for this podcast and I turned my phone on, like swipe, and somehow, damn it, that you. Musk and his truck was on there. It was like Tesla's truck, and I was like, "Tell me more." Yeah, you can't get away from the Tesla truck this morning. This is the. No. Did you see that them like throwing the, the, like the baseball or whatever it was at the window it was supposed to be a shatterproof window, and it, and it just smashed. No, <laughs> no, I, I've actually seen nothing on the, of the truck. Elon yeah. like broke character for half a second, just like the face fell. Oh no. Half a second. Yeah, just half a second. That's all you get, though. Yes, he's not human. Right. So he doesn't really break character. No, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing. That's yeah. fine. I'm glad that whoever dropped him off here on the planet did. <laughs> conspiracy theory? Oh. I just came up with this. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I love new conspiracy theories. I've already bought in, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Elon was sent down here. You know how, like, do you remember that episode of South Park where there's, like, the uh, intergalactic, like, federation okay. or whatever, you know, and, like, they're trying to get earth they're testing earth to enter this federate this you know like um like they they gave they, they discovered the technology or whatever that was required to join the you guys know what i'm talking about no, no but i have I, no I, clue I, but I, keep going well i'm doing a bad job funny. um i'm still sitting at the edge of my seat waiting right so, yeah so anyways <laughs> tell us more matt and trey i think yeah. uh <laughs> they they sent down elon aliens from mars sent him down and he's the he's like the the guy that's going to guide us to mars and like, like our, our our stepping stone into the intergalactic federation. Is that why he keeps trying to send us to Mars? Planet. I was so confused. That's why he's doing it. That's yeah. why. Yeah. yeah. Or or actually maybe no 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 the conspiracy theory. He's gonna get us to Mars so they can eat us because oh, we're out of food on Mars. We're the cows. Yeah. We're the cows. Bitch, Elon Musk. Yeah. Didn't didn't they make a movie about that with Tom Cruise where the aliens are coming down? Yeah. up all the people oh yeah uh, or the worlds yeah that Dude. was a good movie that was a great that movie a, but those those movie. uh those uh like crawly like ship things that were crawling around you know and sucking them up and yeah. like spin them out in a little cage thing yeah too much of a butthole did anybody did anybody else think butthole when they saw that yeah because like an octopus but, but, but i mean it was like it was just yeah. like a whole thing that like spat yeah. you out into the, the human cage you know what i'm talking about did yeah. you remember I didn't see it. Bro. Oh man, I didn't see <laughs> the butthole movie. No, no, they, they would get, they would get. Look at his face. He's like, the, oh, the oh. Get, I, I think Sean's referencing the movie off of Craigslist. Yeah, no. yeah. it's totally fine. No, they would like scoop the humans up and the the human I don't know how I got here, but this talk, movie is fantastic. Talk about rabbit holes. <laughs> here we go. I take it back. I bought out of your theory. Oh come on, it's a good one. You don't want to get pooped into I don't want to be pooped into a human cage. <laughs> My theory is that Elon Musk is the same exact alien that keep coming back in the Egyptian days. Yeah, yeah. He built the pyramids and now he's building really ugly trucks. Is, yeah. Which kind of looks like a pyramid. Ooh, it yikes. has that perfect, like... It's a little too angular for it's me. It's way too angular. Yeah. I didn't even know it was a truck until it showed it with the bike. 
the yeah. four wheeler in the back and then yeah. the back down this morning. I was like, okay, you know what? I drive one anyways. Yeah. Be like, eh. So have you seen the uh, Rivian? That's the truck that's going to be Tesla's biggest competition. Really? Yeah. It's. Is it also electric? Yes. Wow. Well, so this this is now the way the wave of electric cars is is it's coming. It's getting Here. competitive. Ford just came out with the Mustang, yeah. which has made a lot of people very upset. Well, of course, yeah. Mustang has been the flagship sports car in a sense. If you can have, if you can have the the raw acceleration of a yeah. of a Tesla in a cool looking car, fuck it, man. I mean, have you seen it though? Oh, I really haven't. I, haven't I mean, seen I just saw. I, saw, I read the headline. I'm a headline reader. Gotcha. They're gonna hate on it, and then what's gonna happen is they're gonna turn around, and half those motherfuckers are gonna drive it. I mean, I, I think I would buy it for sure. Yeah. You give me a black one, and then all black everything, and it's it's there. It's I in my. But he hates on everything for a minute. Gonna hate. Yeah. Well, yeah. Gandhi said that. All right. Yeah. Haters gonna hate. So, but yeah, Rivicon or Rivion, I think that truck is really cool looking. You should look it up. Okay, I'm gonna look it up. Definitely. <laughs> Uh, all right. So while, while we're on the, uh, while we're on vehicles, let's talk about your bus build project. Yeah. First off, it's got a really cool name. What is it? Our bus is called Timberline. Timberline? Yeah. That's cool. Timberline, the bus. That's rad. Yeah. So how did you get into, um, what's the term? A schoolie? Schoolies. That's the one I was yeah. looking for. All right. How did you get into schoolies? Take us back to inception. Uh, I've, I don't know. What really happened? Hold on, but, let's back this up once one one step further. You're a bit of a minimalist. I, so that's kind of what happened, though. Is in my twenties, I had I lived in Philly. Okay. I had the closet in my bedroom full of clothes, and the closet outside by the kitchen full of clothes. I realized my boyfriend at the time, Cassie, how come all of these clothes pretty much have tags on them? Like you're not wearing them. I had shoes, I had clothes, I had this. And I was just like, I don't know. Well, when I moved back to Oregon, I started diving deep, did the 20 thing, you know, drunk all the time and whatnot. When I came out of that spell, thank God I came out of that spell. <laughs> Most of us do. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, wow, I hate all this stuff. Like, I don't like any of it. Why do I wear this? I'm like holding it up. Oh, God. And then I just started getting rid of stuff. And then once you purge, it's the craziest thing. Once you purge, you just want to purge more. And then you keep purging again. And then you're purging more. And I just came to this point where it was like, I don't care what I drive. I bought an $800 vehicle. Great, great vehicle. Wish I wouldn't have gotten rid of it. Although I do love my Subaru, the car payment's not my jam. Uh, Not used to that for sure. But I just, I don't want to live that. And I I realized when I started purging and all the stuff started leaving, I I started having more time for other things and more money. Gas money to drive me to wherever I wanted. I took this crazy trip, I think two years ago. I literally just woke up one morning and was like, I'm going to go to work. And when I'm done at work, I'm just going to drive somewhere. I ended up in San Francisco. Rad. Whoa. Yeah. Like I was San Francisco four days. Fantastic. But it was because there was, I wasn't paying anything. I didn't have a car payment. I didn't have this. I didn't have that. I didn't, 
I didn't have to pack anything because I didn't feel I needed anything. Right. So I had one bag mm-hmm. and all I did was drive around, eat awesome food, walk around, ask this little nice old lady to take a picture of me while I stood in front of the Golden Gate Bridge. And that was it. So you traded things for experiences. Yeah. That's the best. And those yeah. experiences have meant more to me than anything else. I also took my kids, two of my children, on a trip with my cousin to, for nine days, we took a road trip up to um, Glacier National Park and then down to Yellowstone and then back. Super and cool. all we did was ha- have my car. There was no, there was no real plan. The plan was go there, A, B, C, back home. You're good. That was That's the plan. Cool. We slept in the car. Yeah. That's the best way to do it. Yeah. If, it, if you're moderately comfortable, then yeah. it's like. I had so a good. hammock. We had kids. It was great. Right on. We took a, uh, that was like a 13 state, 11 state. It's an odd number. Anyway, lots of state road trip in a Prius with five people. Oh boy. Yeah. 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 Good times. Like a gas mileage. It's like, we did. The, yeah. like the Prius and the cop commercial right there. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, okay. Well, anyways, moving on. So, yeah. <laughs> so, my husband, though, is not, wasn't a minimalist. My husband, you know, and neither are my children, of course. And so that came with time and it came with watching me. You know, everybody says lead by example. And that's just what I did. And maybe they'll follow and maybe they won't. Or, yeah. But. And then it was like all of a sudden I was like tearing this van apart because I was going to have a beach van. Oh yeah. I was gonna have a beach fan. I longboard and skateboard. So the idea was longboards and skateboards on top. All I need is one bed. We have hammocks for the kids or for us, and the kids can sleep inside the bus, you know, or in the van if it's cold. Old Chevy van. My parents gave it to me. Oh, score. They got it for like dirt cheap and then it didn't run right. So they just gave it to me. And I was like, I was on a mission to have a beach van. And then it grew and then all of a sudden, my husband's like, yeah, let's get rid of everything. So you guys got rid of your house too, right? I mean, yeah. you've, you've gone, you've gone all in. Yeah. Yeah. So we let's are, talk about that a little bit. We are all in. We came home from Bend. We went up to, we did, we call it the loop. So we go up to Hood River, mm-hmm. then drive over to Bend and then come back through Diamond Lake. That's the best And loop. then back to Rose, best loop ever. Mm-hmm. And so we did the loop. And by the time we got home, we got home in the middle of the day, I think, and we couldn't wait to purge our house. I have pictures of the kitchen and the doors blocked because we had went through everything that day and put it all by the door. Don't need this. Don't. Why do I have five potato pillars? Like, what's the need for five potato pillars? How did we even get five potato pillars? I don't remember buying five. It was just like, get rid of it, get rid of this, get rid of that. And things that had a potato pillar really has one job, right? It's a potato pillar. All right, well, I don't want a potato pillar then. I'm just going to use a knife. I'm going to really get it just peeling with a knife because it has double standards and then I only need one. Gotcha. And so we just started doing that and it was incredible. Actually, Anthony handled it so much better when we left our house than I did. I was shocked. I was crying. He was like, I'm so happy to be out of this place. I'm so happy we're doing this. And I was like bawling. Oh my God, what are we doing? Wait, wait. So you, so you, you got a bus. Yeah. We bought a bus in Lakeview, Oregon. 
Like he's cool. So it's you, not. It's like the shithole in like the corner of Oregon. It's yeah, but it's terrible. just it's so weird that it's there even. I don't it's know. like there. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy place. I think anytime I've ever been to Lakeview, I've, I've wondered like how the hell are these people doing what they're doing? Like how do you why do you live in Lakeview? Somebody said you got to go to Lakeview. We thought it was Lakeside. We thought yeah. it was over by the coast. And we were like, yeah. oh, oh, okay. Rad. And cool. then we looked it up and we were like, no. whoa, Klamath Falls? What uh, the fuck? I'm going to go out to the middle of yeah. nowhere. There's okay. a I was place like, where is this there? place? I've yeah. never heard of Lakeview. The road was barely big enough to drive the bus back. You yeah. know, until you hit the highway, <laughs> I was concerned. So you got the bus, you got it home. Yeah. And then what? And then we opened up the doors the night it got home. We opened up the doors and people came over. People, I put it on my Facebook story of us driving. I was behind the bus and I'm like, look what we just did. And people were like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Oh my God, they finally bought a bus. We've been talking about buying the bus for years before we bought it. And people just came over. It was crazy. Like, our friend uh, Chris Randall from Eugene, he showed up in Roseburg at our bus. We were like, oh, my God, what are you doing here? He was like, I was in the neighborhood. You live in Eugene. You were not in the neighborhood. What's going on? <laughs> so had it been a, a school bus or had someone actually been like like using it? No, it was a straight school bus. It has seats in it. If you go to the Instagram page, um, Timberline the Bus. That's the Instagram will page? See, yeah, that's the Instagram page for our bus. <laughs> and you will see it had... Rows of seats. Cool. Yeah, it's 40 feet. It's a gnarly 40-foot school bus. And it had seats and everything. We had to tear them out. It was, it was very, uh, really tasted my strength capabilities throwing seats in the back of my dad's pickup truck, that's for sure. <laughs> What'd you do with all the seats? Just off to the landfill? Or? No, 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 no. Okay, uh, all right. No, I was going to see. That's not really my jam. Yeah. I wanted to know where this is going. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to test you here. Yeah, that's not really my jam. So what we did is we could take apart the metal. And so the metal didn't have to go into the landfill. And we actually ended up getting money for all of the metal. So yeah. yep. we decided let's take all of the cushions off. We took all the cushions and everything off. We took all the metal to the metal place in green. And then... Shout out Pat McGovern. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. I was like, what's the name of that? McGovern Metal. Yeah, oh, cool. Yeah. So, and so we took awesome. all of them there and we made $16. Like, Heck yeah. It was a lot of work for $16, but I'm so happy we made $16 doing it. Better than paying the fee of the landfill. Well, and the thing True. is that $16 did play for that the cushions. We had to dispose of the cushions and like no one was like, we're not interested in busy. Dirty old styrofoam Yeah, like stuff. gross. No. So that ended up, you know, being in the landfill, which sucks. But we did what we could do, and that's yeah. uh, what we could do. Saved literally, whatever, tons of of stuff from going in there. There was so much metal. Yeah. There was so it was incredible. There was like three truckloads. Yeah, Those and not just, just metal, metal naugahyde and yeah. foam. That's it. Not just metal on the seats. Metal from like the ground. There were like all these little metal pieces that started falling off from underneath the bus every time we took off a seat. These little metal things would hit the ground, and I was like, uh, "There's something falling down here." <laughs> what? Fine. It doesn't look important, but you should check it out. There's always that extra piece. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a future yeah. us problem. Well, a lot of those extra pieces and like the bolts were like through the top. So all of the little bolts were still stuck to the metal because it's it was been on there for so long. Sure. All this stuff is hitting the ground, dropping as we're taking out seats. So there was a lot of metal that went to them. So, so you peel all the seats out, clean then, it up, 
Took out the floors. Okay. That took out the floors. Mm -hmm. Um, that was awesome. Stay positive. Stay positive. So then we got to the heaters. (laughs) That was a nightmare. Our the heaters went all the way from the front, you know, to the back, and there's these big heaters that sit underneath the seats. Oh yeah. Yeah, and then that was the good seat. Yeah, you it, wanted to be during the winter. Yeah, you wanted, yeah, you wanted that seat. Okay, well, there was three of these heaters in this bus, and it was really intense. So we had to it's cold and late. pull of all of these <laughs> heaters out, and then the heater lines, and they were full of coolant, and that was going everywhere. And I was like, "Oh my god!" Oh lord, that's so ah. dangerous. <laughs> I'm holding it up. My dad's like, "Hold it higher!" I'm holding it as high as I can before it drips on me. So we did that, and then we tried to paint the ceiling of the bus, which was not not a good idea. Don't don't do that. We started rolling it on. It has all these little holes in the ceiling, and some of those holes got full of paint, and some of them didn't. Mm-hmm. And as I started looking up, I was like, "No, I can't do that. That's going to drive me crazy." Like some of those. So then Anthony's like, "Let's just go through and poke all these holes. Millions of holes." not happening i'm tearing it off let's do this yeah like you know what fuck it go big or go home let's do this tear it off let's see what's up we did and then what'd you do with the ceiling i've I've seen pictures it looks really cool but yeah so the ceiling we took down also went to mcgovern uh they took the metal for all of that stuff which is great because there was a lot of metal there was this the side part there was the roof the chairs and then we took all of the insulating down from the top of it, which was, I've never worked with fiberglass in my life. So I had no idea how serious it was. Although I was covered in the Instagram photo. There's a photo of me and it says, just do it on my sweater. And I'm like, hood up glasses. Just face is covered. <laughs> Somehow still I couldn't breathe and itched everywhere. It. Yeah. yeah. My, fiberglass my, sucks. Yeah, and I'm wearing gloves, and I had shirts pulled down, and the glove was over the top of it, and I was real. No, it was terrible. Yeah. It was absolutely. I just got it done in like two hours, though, because I was not doing anything the next day. Insulation's a bitch. Yeah, <laughs> and um, that was like the destruction of the inside. Like, so let's tell, me about, tell me about tell me construction of the in, of the inside. What, what's the budget for something like this? Just out of curiosity. So the budget is about fifteen thousand uh-huh. dollars, and the bus is five grand. Yeah, so really, the rest 000. of it, you're you're looking at like 10,000 for the inside of it. Yeah. We, and before we, we get into it too, like your build is pretty elaborate. Like I've seen some of the pictures. That's like. Thank you. I nice worked on that uh, floor plan for a year. Yeah. Let's talk about floor plan. What's it look like? Walk us through the bus. So when you first walk in the bus, you walk up the stairs and then there's a wall and that's where all the shoes go. And it goes all the way up to the ceiling. The shoes gloves, you know, beanies, stuff like that for the kids that got to go outside, you know, and then you have the captain chair and then the captain chair, the wall also is behind the captain chair because I really wanted to feel more like a home and not have that open space in the front. And so really build that up and then put a curtain there. Mm -hmm. And then I did not like the aisle. Everyone does the aisle. They have an aisle look to their bus. I did not want that. It makes, it reminds me of a bus or it reminds me of a boat. I was like, I'm not feeling that. I'm going to do an L shape. So when you walk into the bus, it's immediately to your left is our little heater. And then over here, it just goes like straight L, straight couch. And then we window deleted the window right here. 
And then Wendell deleted the window on the left side as well, the very first window. So they're gone in its wall. And then you walk around the couch, which is an L shape, and then into the kitchen, which goes to the back of the couch. And then it's an L shape as well. And then the fridge is there. And then we did the aisle thing because, you know, shower, bathroom, which are two separate. We didn't do we didn't do the toilet with the shower. No, there's plenty of room on that bus. <laughs> separated okay nice. so that always, that always weirded me out when you see the uh the van life builds yeah and then it's like hey check out my tiny little shower and it's like you're standing on the toilet yeah, yeah basically yeah. like straddling the toilet so yeah. it's like it's called like a wet toilet or something like that and i'm i saw so many people with that and i thought Mm-mm, i am not doing this bus is huge i do not need a closet i need a drawer i don't own a lot of clothes. I just need a drawer. Just give me a drawer somewhere and I'll be good to go. But I am not putting the shower with the toilet. That's two separate things. So those are two separate things. And then the kids have bunk beds that are seven feet long. Nice. They're huge. They're, when you look inside of it, people are like, holy sh-. I'm like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> we gave as much space to them as possible. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like the room at that point, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. We, That's just their zone. Yeah. We joke around. I call it the safe space. Go to your safe space. <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 So it's seven feet long and roughly, I do believe it's about 35 inches wide. Nice. It's, it's a very big space, which is phenomenal for them. And then they have a closet and that closet, the top part is Owen's and the bottom part is Natalie's because they're children and they have toys and whatever clothes and all their stuff so we gave a lot of space to them without asking them to become minimals because they're still children do they have friends come over yeah 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 Yeah, what do the friends think are you guys you're living in the in the in the school you know no we're not we we're supposed to start living in it in january i I, I can't imagine like hey you want to come over and play and like they show up and like when we go to school all their friends friends know that we that they live in a schoolie. They think they already live in a schoolie because the way they say it, right? It's they already do in their mind. Like, yeah, you should see my bunk bed. It's so cool. You yeah. should see my room. That's cool. You know, I think that's cool because it's like those kids are gonna see that and they're like, I want to do that when I get older because that is really cool. We were at a track meet that's at great. Roseburg High, and some girl was sitting by me, and I was like doing something. She was like, "So you know the kid here?" I was like, "Yep." She's like. That's cool. That's cool. You skateboard? I'm wearing like Vans and a beanie, and I recently had shaved my head, and it was freezing outside. And I was like, "Yeah, yeah." She's like, "That's really cool." What kind of lifestyle is that? I'm like, "Uh." <laughs> what do you mean? What do you say? This girl thinks I'm like hella old skateboarding. Yeah. You live in a bus. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my daughter's over there. She's not talking to me because of our bus. And she was like, what? I'm like, we live in a tiny home. She's mad about it. So she's over there. Our oldest daughter is 15. Um, his biological daughter. And yeah. at the time, she was like mad about living on the bus. And now she, she doesn't live on the bus, though. So she's like, I'm so glad I'm not living on the bus. Hmm. The other two love it, though. They're like, yes, so, going to live on the bus. That was one thing I wanted to talk about. I mean, I've got my kids. are I've got 13-year-old twins. And mm-hmm. so... Um, you know, we live in a, in a pretty small house right now, um, with one bathroom. And, and so we're like, we've got to the point now where, you know, they're teenagers, they're, they're like, you know, they, they play sports they do things are someone's always in the shower or yeah. always in the bathroom. And yeah. we're like, you know, 
this is this is nuts. So how do you manage that? And what's the you know, obviously this is something you plan on doing for long, long for a time. while. Yeah. yeah. Um, what's the future look like for you as far as that goes? I hope that well, we hope that we can buy property. We're just not sure where we. I would say we're definitely, we just don't know where we're going to land, which is why the schoolie was such a good idea. We sure. looked into a tiny home, right? into buying property and putting an actual home connected to power, connected to water and sewer and all this stuff. And it just, it didn't, it just didn't pan out because it was like, oh my God, are we going to, so we are staying in Douglas County. We're not moving anywhere. It was like, wait, are we moving somewhere? And it was just like, we can't. Can't buy a house, can't buy property. We don't know what we're doing. I'm definitely that person's that like, let's go with the flow. Yeah. I'm not into commitment. I know I'm married, but commitment to something financial and something so set, not my jam. Not so my you've jam. got the ultimate flexibility at this point. Yeah. Right on. We've got some friends that that uh, decided to buy property, but go with a yurt. Mm-hmm. I love the yurts. Yeah, they're, oh, yeah. It's, it's bitching. And now they've got... Um, you know they're they're adding on um, yeah. to the yurt and and so you know it's like they spent the first year just in the yurt and they're like okay well we need a kitchen and now they you know we need a, like a functioning big bathroom or whatever but it's cool to see you know as they as their family grows as yeah. they you know as they do their thing they can they can choose so our idea is that we will do yurts next yeah when we find where we're going to be when we get to that point, we want to do yurts and we want to do, I want to do a retreat like with yoga and food and kind of get people unplugged and let's get totally. back to reality. Like let's go kayaking. Let's show people how to get reconnected back to nature and back to real food and get away from that fast pace and processed food life. Also, if you can set up yurts on a property, that's like unreal Airbnb like money. And we actually, Ooh. we talked about that as well. We talked about Airbnb being, the uh, yurts out when we weren't throwing retreats and stuff like that and that's definitely that's that's just where we're headed who knows how long it's going to take you know what i mean for that whole dream to come true but i'm definitely i pounded my husband for a bus for like three years four years i am not afraid to keep going (laughs) yeah if there was a a place if you had an option like i know it's it's probably a little bit more difficult since you do have a family and stuff like that so you can't just be like well we're just going to you know travel indefinitely yeah, right. there's there needs to be some sort of probably, you know. Yeah. Um, but like, let's just say hypothetically, if you could just pack up and you're like, you know, we don't we don't know what we want to do. We don't want to you know have any like place we want to live. You know, maybe we'll like homeschool the kids for a year or something like that. I guess yeah. I don't know if you're into that or not. But um, like, if you could just get in the bus and just go anywhere with that with said bus for a year and live there in the bus. Yeah. What would you do? Where would you go? I would have to pick somewhere tropical and warm for my husband and my daughter, Natalie, because mm-hmm. Natalie constantly is talking about palm trees, beaches and sunshine. And that is exactly what my husband is talking about. Mm-hmm. He just doesn't like heat like Arizona. <laughs> when I go to Arizona, he's That's like, heat, mm, baby. I'm That's not too hot. Yeah, I'm not into that. <laughs> I'm like, I love it. I send him a picture. I'm by the pool. It's 107. Like, oh. mm. Don't even care. And he's yeah. just like, no, <laughs> I am not <laughs> hydrated enough for this. Yeah. So the, the cool thing about the bus and like that van life and the travel life and whatnot is the fact that you can just chase the weather yeah. Yeah, and you're not grounded tra- or trapped yeah. by, you know, bills, payments. And you think you stay. might do that. Like if, maybe if you have like a place to call home, but like most of the year just travel around and stuff. 
You think I, I think, you know, I don't, you think it's hard at this point to really say if that is a big plan for me because the idea is that I am an I'm an entrepreneur, hundred percent. I got you know seven things going on, mm-hmm. and to make all of these things work, it takes constant attention. It's way harder everything. if you're on the road to make everything work and really get sound. I I definitely can't be uh, moving around like that, and unless everything is done, mm-hmm. and buying the property and doing yurts or whatever we do as far as getting the property up and going and stuff like that, that is. Hundred percent, my retirement plan because I don't I don't pay into retirement, so yeah. I don't have a retirement plan. So I have to constantly be working. But the reality for me is, people are like, aren't you scared? You're not going to have retirement? No, I'm not. I'm scared to retire. I'm scared to sit still. <laughs> I'm scared to not be in motion. This body in motion needs to stay in motion. I think that's the thing with most self-employed people. Um, you know, people that have gone out and kind of figured out their own their own path um, is that. You know, hey, I don't know anybody that's really self-employed that has a solid retirement plan. Yeah. It's because they're never thinking about that. You're so busy building today um, and the next five years. Yeah. Um, and, and maybe that's not the, the best way to look at it, but it's the, I mean, it's the only way I know. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> it seems to work so far. I mean, I grew up in a family of, of you know, my dad had a business or, you know, and my mom has always been the person where it's like, find a dream and chase it. You know, yeah, go, yeah. go, you can do anything. Yeah. And and because of that, you know, it's just, you know, I see my dad, my dad now who is quote unquote retired and he's still just nonstop movement, you know, and I think that's just who you are. If you're a, if you're, if you're that person, then you are definitely going to be moving. Yeah. When I wake up in the morning and my feet course. touch the ground, I want the devil himself to be like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, that's right. My no, husband's that, that guy that has the good job though. You right. know what I mean? Like he's got the good, good job. He like, he doesn't, I wouldn't say he loves he always tells me he is inspired that I have a job where I'm so flexible. I can do whatever I want. It's mm-hmm. like, I'm just, sometimes I'm just jealous. And I'm like, I mean, you can do it too, boo. Like, I don't know what's stopping you. We can do, we can all do this. And he's just like, no, 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 no. He's definitely more, no, I got, I, I need this job. I know I'm going to, I want to make this much money. Right. I need to work for this long and the retirement that it pays is like 80%. He's very into that. You know, that's, that's his thing. And I think that that's important because the other day he was like, well, sometimes you make it sound like you want me to be like you. And I said, hey, honey, if you were like me, this wouldn't work out. <laughs> like right. Someone has to hold the hot air balloon from floating into outer space. I'm the hot air balloon. You are my tether. Sometimes you bring me down and just check. Are you doing okay in this hire? You're doing great. Okay, I love you. Bye. Like, let's be back up there to just like ah, living the dream up here with the birds, the heads in the clouds. It's good to have somebody that's the brakes every once in a while. Yeah, you know, and it's you know it's the yin and yang thing. If, yeah, if you you know if there's two people that are like that, sometimes it gets a little squirrely. And, yeah, and if and you know on the flip side, if there's two people that are like, yeah, let's just you know go to our job and. Nothing ever gets done. Yeah. Yeah. If you're two nine to fivers, then you don't throw up too. Like it's, it's, I don't know, maybe it's great for those people. I just, I just don't know. I really live that life. Yeah. I'm definitely the, the pusher. Babe, we should do this. Okay. No, we can't do that. I need you to walk me through a minimalist exercise. This is a personal, I need some life coaching here. <laughs> okay. Right. I'm ready. So, Let's go. Um, so, uh, so I watch TV and I have, I got rid of Dish Network a few years ago. I was a cord cutter. Cable cutter. Cable cutter. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, cable that. cutter. Yeah, I, I cut the cable, and then um, so then I got uh, Netflix. Like, that's all I need. Yeah, and um, and then pretty soon we're like, oh, okay, I like to watch live sports. Um, and I don't know if you've seen any ads, but Hulu has live sports. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, I've yeah, seen, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I got Hulu. So so that's you know Netflix. now you can now you can cut out the Netflix though. Yeah, but there's some shows on Netflix that I kind of need. <laughs> so, there's, there's lots but, of shows on Hulu that but, I need, but I have shows on Netflix, so I haven't gone. I haven't, you know. But then, The Mandalorian happened. Oh, Disney Plus. And now I need Disney Plus. Baby Yoda. So Baby Yoda. Uh, so, see, I, I, yeah, I love that. I love Star Wars so much. Right? Oh it's not the love. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And when, when Anthony told me that this was happening, I was like, oh my God. Like, I can't even be sucked into this rabbit hole, but I'm about to because... Mm-hmm. I have people buy me Star Wars stuff for Christmas. Like I own all the Star Wars, like the original ones on VHS and they are in prime condition. I'm like hardcore. Yeah, that's cool. So, so, you know, there's who with live sports costs $55 a month. Yeah. So wait, hold on. With the Disney plus, it does come with a, like a dumbed down version of ESPN. Like you don't really get the NFL package, but I do believe you get the NBA package. You get ESPN plus. Um, the Ocho? Yeah, the Ocho, basically. Yeah. And you, you get Nat Geo too, I think, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Nat Geo. Yeah. So, Nat Geo is pretty good. But before, before you go further, if you add up all the services like Netflix, Hulu, Prime, um, the Disney Plus, uh-huh. Apple TV, it's still cheaper, significantly cheaper than your Dish Network. Huh. And plus internet. So, right. So that's the thing. I've got, I'm paying internet, all those things, which thankfully have Verizon. Uh, unlimited, which means I get free Disney Plus for a year. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, that was fantastic. Yeah. That was the reason why we were. We, that's the real reason we yeah, did it. Yeah, but not Baby Yoda. Well, it will be now. <laughs> yeah. now. Like I get that for a year, and then I got decisions to make. I got to figure out how to, you know, squeeze six ninety nine out of my uh, like empty wallet or something like that every month. So <laughs> I was like, I'm taking bottles and cans, and for this, <laughs> yeah. So so now I need all the apps. Like as as my as my personal. I mean, you said something. Uh, it seems to me like your your whole your whole thing is just figure out a way to go do it and, and live your best life. How do I live my best life with all these freaking TV options? So this is what we did in the beginning when we became minimal, like actual minimalist in our home before the bus. We got rid of our TV and sold it. We sold our our TV, our Xbox, all of it because there was no way. An addiction is an addiction. Yeah. And that's an addiction. It's that screen addiction. It's fierce. I had to delete my Facebook. I had to delete my Instagram from my phone. Only could it be on my laptop. Um, it was, yeah, it, it had to be really serious because it's such a serious addiction. Well, it's, you know, it's like 7, 6.30. So, I mean, it's late enough. We've worked so hard. We should reward ourselves. Right? Those are just excuses. Well, you know what? I don't want to hear the fucking excuses. The reality is the only way to get rid of it is to take it and get rid of it. That's it. And it was definitely one of the harder things. Our kids were like, oh, my God, what are you doing? Uh, we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> we don't know what we're doing, but we're doing it. So we did. Now, what do you do when it gets dark outside? Well, now we have a TV again. We went without a TV for three years. Aha. Uh-huh. All yeah, right, because the Mandalorian happened, and you were like, "Baby Yoda, I gotta get a TV." <laughs> no, again. I wish that was the reason why. <laughs> uh, my husband just—he, you know, my husband plays uh, like Call of Duty and stuff with my brother and stuff like that. And do I feel the same way though today that I did 
then I just put something up on my Facebook. It was like, do, does the TV have to be on till 11 o'clock at night? Honestly, does right. it? No, it doesn't. I'm about to like office space this fucking television right now. And everybody was like laughing because they were just like, holy shit. Yeah, it's about you to happen. picture you beating up a fax machine with a bat. It was going to be that <laughs> television, you know? And I was like, in my mind, I was like swinging that bat around like, woo, let's do this. If we start doing custom go, thumbnails for the YouTube, we need to get Cassie with a bat just like just beating something in for the thumbnail. Yeah. Sure. I will it. just, I will. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I feel like uh, I haven't learned anything here. I, I don't know which app to get rid of. Like I said, man, I think you just got to choose one. That's, that's, I, I think every. There can only be one. I, there can only be one. Get rid of Hulu. Get rid of those commercials. I like to, to I subscribe to the, the like. Commercials on most things because I pay the extra for sports. Oh, but I'm do you have enough self-discipline to be like, I'm just going to do one. I'm overplaying. I really don't watch that much TV. But this is my question. <laughs> like we were, we've recently, the, the, the reason is I brought this all up was I did want Disney Plus because mm-hmm. I did want to watch The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is dumb. Now I have, like, I got rid of Dish because I didn't need, yeah. we really don't watch that much TV. So I was like, why am I spending that much money on, on something I don't use? Yeah. And then, but it's so dumb now because I feel like I've got, each app has like one thing that I use it for. So Prime, which is free because we buy right. so much Amazon shit. It's, That's know, how we are anyway. too. We have Prime, but obviously we're building a bus. So yeah. Yeah. Amazon Prime is like one of those things that like, if you want to buy a lot of stuff and you know. That's like the anti-purge. The build yeah. is like, it well, really helps to build. For the, okay, for the building, yes. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Especially yeah. if you go through Ebates. Like if you go through Ebates and then you click on the Amazon and then I just order whatever I need and then you get money back. They right. Give mm-hmm. you money back. Yeah. Stop it. I've got, uh, last week in our pod, I talked about some coffee that I bought on Amazon. Uh, it's fantastic. I, uh, I wanted to give it, uh, give it my official review. We're all coffee guys here. So it's called Real Good Coffee. I got the medium roast, which is the, the donut shop. Um, donut shop coffee. Donut shop the coffee. The best coffee. It was so good. It's like, it's the, uh... Sean, you're a big sports guy. <laughs> <laughs> Are you, Sean? The trick is I had, uh, yeah. to, I had to try to get through that with a straight face. Sean, you're a big sports guy. Uh, so Love you know it. how in football, the quarterback gets all the praise and the glory? Oh, yeah. But the linemen are really the guys that are keeping the show together, right? Yeah. If they're not blocking, shit ain't Defense. happening. Defense. Yeah. I so, was a lineman. I know. Yeah. Sean knows. So real good coffee, the donut shop version, is the lineman of the coffee. You could probably buy some fancy quarterback coffee out there. It costs <laughs> mm-hmm. you a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you really just want something that's going to wake you up in the morning, it can be tasty all day long, and, uh, and, and be smooth and good and, and not uh, overbearing, but it's definitely not weak. Mm-hmm. Real good coffee, like a real good yeah. breakfast coffee. Exactly. So you know what would what it would have been really cool is What's if it? you brought like a thermos full of it and gone down and shared with the rest. Yeah, of us. it would have been cool if I had some to share with you guys, but I'm almost out. <laughs> <laughs> she just drinks it out of the cup. But our good friends at uh, at at Two Town Cider, they're great. Go support those guys. They're local Oregon people. They're fantastic. They're nice guys. Definitely my favorite cider. They make bitch and cider. Right? So good. Pineapple. Um, yeah. Their pineapple is the great thing about that is they just don't filter it. Um, yeah. or or much. And yeah. so it's the same pineapple that you get from basically any good cidery that's making a pineapple cider. Um, but but they're not filtering off the haze. 
Uh, and for me, it makes all the taste difference. It's wild. It's so I can good. geek out about cider for a while, you guys. Uh, let's talk. Let's plug some stuff real quick, like super important stuff. Where can people find you? So I'm Concrete Foodie on Instagram for food stuff, nutrition, health coaching. Even the women's confidence is on there as well. And then for the bus stuff, build stuff, anything towards that or just wanting to admire the bus life, you can find us at Timberline the Bus. Timberline the Bus. Right on. Um, one thing that, uh, that I heard you say in another podcast uh, was stop worrying about what people say. Um, yeah. which is so dope. And you definitely do. You do, you're doing you, yeah. uh, at such an extraordinary level. Um, thanks so much for coming and sharing that with us. I can't mm-hmm. wait to see, uh, how the bus project goes. I will have to have you back on after you guys have been living out that thing for a while and, yeah. and, uh, and hear some stories. Oh, year one review. Yeah. yeah. Year one review. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah. Where are you going to be in a year? You guys, who the fuck knows? But the reality <laughs> is, when you invite me back, I'll just drive from wherever I am because my parents live here, and it's. Or fine. we could just hold, do this on the bus. We could. That would be even. That would even on the bus. Yeah. That'd, be, that'd be way better. I, I will. I will say on on part of, of the closing out part that I like what you're doing with the bus and the experiences that uh, you're going to be able to experience yourself and with your kids, and I think. I think experiences over things any day because yeah, that's you're going to remember the experience over the thing. Yeah. Way longer. And there's a lot of naysayers. You know what I mean? There's like a lot of naysayers out there oh, for the every a- aspect of kind of the life that I live. Cause it's like, I was like, I think I'm going to go plant-based. I think I'm going to be like vegan. And that was like one thing, you know? And then it was like, I think I'm going to be a minimalist. People are like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And then it was like, I think I'm going to live in a bus. Like, Okay. Listen, Cassie, you've changed. And I say, if people don't say that you've changed, if they don't notice that you've changed, you're not growing. You're not being the best version of yourself. And when I wake up in the morning, when I say that, when I say wake up in the morning and I'm in beast mode, it's because I want people to say that. I want to hear you say, Cassie, you've just, you've changed so much. Yeah, it's called growth. I'm growing as an individual. And when my ground, I want to wake up. I want to sleep, eat, and breathe. Hustle. So the other cool thing about being in on a van or in a bus, or whatever, is it, it forces you outside to do things, and you're yeah. not like, you know, because yeah. it's too small to actually like really do things inside. So you could get cabin fever. Forced, it's up to you. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but it forces you to go out and see the world. And I think you know a lot of like just like TVs and like screen time and all that stuff. You're you you trap yourself indoors and you shut yourself off to experiences that really kind of mold you as you, and, you know, and, and to go with what you're saying on like people injecting their opinion. I think that also goes with the fact that like you have people that grew up with, like, you have to get the job, you have to get the house, you have to have the job with the benefits and this, you have to go to school. And then you have the other side. It's just like, Fuck it, let's jump and see what happens. I think my generation's pretty terrible. I mean, I'm 33 years old, but I think my generation by far is terrible as far as um, things. I've got to drive this nice car. I got to make this much money. I have to dress like this. I have to go to the Bahamas and then post all of it because they're like, they have to. There's a void. There's a void in them. And so they just, they're constantly buying the next new thing. And that to me, when I see that in on someone's profile, 
I always think what the fuck's really going on. Like, well, that's so, like, so that's, that's actually really a serious problem. Like the, I forget what it's called, but I, I call it the Facebook syndrome where it's like you, cause everybody posts all the good positive yeah, things. Yeah. They don't really yeah. post the negative things. And so you're, you become envious of all the other people. Well, you know, why can't we have this? Why can't I have this? Oh, cool. That dude just bought a Ferrari. I mean, he's miserable though, dude. Yeah. Well, you know what I really, you know what I really want to do is I want to just go rent a a tux and a suit and go rent a Ferrari and then just, I've I've always, I've really wanted to do this and just Just rent really, really nice things. And like, Hey, hey, I need to borrow a hundred thousand dollars cash and just, you know, it's not go rent a plane and just throw all this cash in there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and just put this fake, there's an old TV series that you can, that you can actually go and watch that. Uh, that actually happens, and it's called MTV Cribs. So, <laughs> <laughs> for real? No. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think that the cool thing about about life is is that there's there's enough room in it for all of us to do whatever the hell we want. Yeah. And, and I think you know we talked about your generation a little bit. One of the things that I think are really really cool about um, about your generation is the first generation that I can think of as kind of a you know as a Gen X guy um, that. Really doesn't have the. the I thought you were a baby boomer. Yeah, <laughs> is uh, it the grain? So tell me is, more. This is the uh, this is the, the the big thing. The Xers and the Yers are actually out there someplace. Um, there's a Somewhere. big gap in between the uh, the the millennials and <laughs> the blank space in the yeah, middle. We're the blank space in the middle. We're the middle kid that nobody talks about. So you're like the level, <laughs> like you're the bubble that's in the lo- in the middle, balancing the X. Yeah, the basically. Yeah. So, but I mean, the the cool thing about the the millennials and and you know, kind of the, whatever the next generation is after that, is there really isn't that breaks? I mean, there's, there's people are way more likely now to just be like, no, I want to do my thing. I don't have to fit the mold. I don't have to do, you know, whatever my parents did. I can go out there and just go for it. And that's a, that's a great thing. Um, there, that's obviously not the, most people aren't doing that, Yeah, but more people are doing that. I think it's growing. Uh, people see, how people live like this glamorous life one time, you know, like I was paying $1,200 in rent in this nice house on a half acre, blah, 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 blah. And then all of a sudden you're living in a bus. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so it's what now your rents $400 a month for space. Um, I was taking my younger cousin. She asked me if I, if I would take her and her friends to a concert when she was like 15, I'm like, cool, whatever. Like, we'll get you a ticket. I didn't ask who it was. And on the way up there, uh, they're like, we're going to go see Creed. I'm like, oh, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and, but then I looked it up and Local H was opening. I'm like, yeah, I like Local H. They're a good band. And then we got there and there was a note outside that said Local H was like the lead singer was ill. We uh-huh. can't make it. So, oh, um, so there's a local Northwest band that's going to take their place. And we got out there and guess who opened for Creed? Who? Nickelback. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Nickelback make it, made a strong comeback. All of a sudden, like, everyone loves Nickelback. Yeah. This is what? how you remind Ooh, me. That's the first time I ever heard uh, you say it. You love it's Nickelback? A, millions no. of people go to Walmart. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, Walmart butt rock. Okay, all right. Nickelback. Close this out. Close this out. Uh, Cassie, I got to say, um, we've known you for all of two hours wow. now, and I would say you seem pretty fucking happy, and I'm super happy for, for you and what you're doing. I can't wait to keep watching it unfold. Thanks for joining us. Check it out Appreciate on Instagram. Yeah. yeah. You guys drop her in notes. Say hi. Check in. Uh, please, please, please talk to this lady. She's got a lot to offer. <laughs> uh, for producer Nate, Sugar Sean, I'm Casey O'Toole. We're out. Have a great one. All right, you guys. Welcome to the end of the show. 
you've made it this far. Stick with us for a couple more minutes. We've got some things we need you to do for us. Um, go to the show notes. Check out the links there. Follow those links. And then subscribe, share, retweet, rate, review, unsubscribe, resubscribe. Leave another five-star rating. That kind of stuff is really important to us. It helps us get the word out there. Um, and we really appreciate it. Also, while you're doing great things for us, go check out Cassie's stuff as well. She's got some really cool stuff out on Instagram and all over the place. So um, that's about it for us. We'll see you at episode six.